Welcome everyone to another edition of the Final Down NFL Podcast with me, Jim, Punk Raider and Denver Dave. We're here to talk about the NFL. Boys, how are you doing? I'm dying. I've got Ebola. <laughs> Again. Again. But what <laughs> is good is the woman who lives opposite me is seeming to get out of the shower. So, bonus. So, Dave's in the carry-on film. Days <laughs> carry on staring or something. But I, I have got a sexy, sultry voice, so everyone can enjoy. <laughs> You've been licking park benches long enough. It's finally working out for you, Dave. So uh, <laughs> congratulations. Uh, we've got loads to go through today. Obviously, Punk is back with us from his uh, his wandering through the Shire. So good to have wandering you back, Punk. Shire, trying many ales, eating mm-hmm. many cheeses, drinking many cocktails. It, it, it was a lovely week. Thank you. Drinking ale and eating cheese sounds like my idea of hell. It really does. Well, to each their own. See. I mean, I know the Superdome's on fire, but we're going to move on to games today, boys. We've got loads to go through. So we're going to start with our games of the week. And I think, Punk, you probably picked the game of the week. So we'll let you go first. Oh, I don't think you did. That's because my, my game of the week is, um, well, it was originally supposed to be the Vikings and Cardinals because I was told I wasn't allowed to talk about a certain other game. No. Um, so, so you know, I've, I've had to go with the Vikings and the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very fun game. Did you chaps see it? I'm assuming you did. Yes. Um, yes. So basically, let's just boil this down. It comes down to the fact that Kyler Murray, I think, is at the moment anyway, very much like Russell Wilson in the early stages of last season, is on course for an MVP shout. Um, the game itself actually was was very topsy-turvy. Um, the Vikings jumped out early. A um, couple of interceptions in there. Uh, and actually opened up a 20-7. to That's 2-0-7, Dave. Not 22-7. Um, <laughs> before... Before Murray actually kind of pulled his head together and said, "Right, enough of this. Um, let's get on with it." It was just one of those game, those shootout games where you know you didn't really know what was going to happen. Every other play seemed to be sixty yards, and you know Rondell Moore spinning out of tackles and duking fifteen players just to just to get Prater in field goal range. Yeah, so I mean, stats wise, I know you love a stat, Jim. I do. So Murray ended up. Throwing for 400 yards, rushing for 31, and getting four touchdowns. Cousins actually didn't have too bad a day either. He did. He had 244 yards and three touchdowns. Um, Rondell Moore for me was the uh, surprise package in this game. Don't know too much about him. Obviously, he's a rookie from. I'm sure you'll tell me where. No, you don't know. Oh, come on! I thought you'd know that. Um, he ended- is from is from the United <laughs> States of America. Yay. That's close enough. Well done. University of life. Um, yeah, he, he actually ended up with 114 yards and a touchdown. Um, but as I mentioned before, there was one play where he, right towards the uh, end of the first half, where he basically duked about four um, four Vikings defenders just so that Prater could get a chance at a long field goal. Now, you know, you're sitting there looking at that going, okay, it's just before the half, you know, it's what, four seconds to go or whatever, give it a go on the field goal. Of course, then the commentator says, oh, by the way, it's 62 yards. And I'm thinking, well, you know, Seabass could crush that in his day, but could Prater? And of course, those of you that don't really pay attention to kickers may remember that Matt Prater actually holds the NFL record. I mean, 65 yards. Yeah, he was. that was at mile high when he was a Bronco. So, yeah, I absolutely remember that. It was. It and, of course, favorite. as we know, at mile high, everything flies a little bit easier because of the thinner air and so on and so forth. Yeah. So, you know, you get that home field advantage. Um, but this was very much in the um, Arizona Stadium, so at a proper decent sea level. And he actually crushed a 62-yarder. Um, and it had room to spare as well. So, you know, hats off to Matt Prater um, for that. Um, it it was just one of those games, really, that, you know, the Vikings D started off really well. They ended up three sacks, two interceptions. Um, the offense was ticking. Thielen got a touchdown. 
Um, Cook ended up running for 150 odd yards. It was. It, it was one of those games where you really kind of sat there watching again. The Vikings are going to win this. They're doing everything right. You know, it's, it's going to happen. And then for whatever reason, they just completely and utterly, I'm going to call it Chicago bed, the field goal at the end of the game. So some of you may remember a couple of years ago, the, uh, the Bears had a chance to win a playoff game against the Eagles and um, just completely doinked. Double doink. The, uh, and it was the double doink, um, doinked the kick. Um, yeah. And, you know, the Vikings obviously looked at that and went, we can do that. Um, only they didn't just doink it. They missed it by about three feet to the right. So, you know, it's I'd, I'd say the Vikings were probably a little bit unlucky because yeah. they did just lose on the field goal at the end. And the Cardinal, they did have the Cardinals on the ropes. Um, but I think overall, you know, Murray's performance and, and Rondell Moore's performance, for me, it's probably been one of the most exciting things I've seen in the first couple of weeks of the season because I was probably a little bit down on the Cardinals in, in our predictions game because I said, I mean, I, I did say, you know, Everyone in the NFC West would end up 12 and 5, but actually the Cardinals would probably be around 9 or 10 wins. I actually might revise that into the Cardinals might actually be one of the better teams and, you know, not actually end up bottom of that division at all. If Murray keeps this pace up, which he won't, obviously, there will be games against better, better teams and what have you. But if Murray keeps even, you know, three quarters of this pace up he's gonna be up there he's 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 gonna be massive numbers and if you've got a receiving core that you know you've got someone in in rondale moore and aj green i am thinking AJ green aren't i yeah i was gonna say working green. opposite that's what i said working opposite deandre hopkins then you know you've got an offense that can work, and even James Conner right. looks reasonable in this game. Now we know he'll get injured by week five, oh. but the Cardinals, the Cardinals to me have been one of the surprisingly nice packages so far in the first couple of weeks. I mean, you are saying that. I mean, first of all, if you think that we're going to let you uh, change your prediction, you must be insane. You hadn't <laughs> predicted for twelve wins though, so it's not as though you're that down on the men away. Yeah, no, stupidly I, for no, some I reason, wasn't. I got them as eight wins. I mean, oh, Dave. I don't know. I've blown myself in the foot there. God knows. Um, no, I think I think you're right about their receiving core. Um, but when the thing I love about receiving core is the second phase of receivers. And I'm a massive Andy Isabella fan. He might just be the fastest player in the NFL because he's a proper, genuine sprinter. Um, Christian Kirk is uh, he's a lightning bolt, and they they've got genuine weapons like four or five deep. Yeah. Lots of teams have number ones, great number ones, whatever. That's fine. Every team should have a good number one. It's that extra depth beyond it. I'm a massive fan of what they do with the tight ends. Rob, and, uh, Rob Arnold, a couple of years was superb. Max Williams this year as well. Um, it was Dan so Arnold, they, wasn't it? Dan Arnold, Max Arnold. I, don't know, what did I said Rob Arnold. He was a cricketer for Sri Lanka in the 90s. There's a flashback <laughs> for you. Um, but no, Doesn't I think they're really... Reaction? Isn't he uh, one of those first sideways action guys? Oh, I mean, we are going deep. Look, we, we haven't got so much time on this podcast. Go on, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but no, their receiving cause absolutely superb. I think the, the main issue I've got in this game is with the Vikings. The Vikings frustrate the hell out of me because they have a good team. They're held back uh, because of coaching, injuries. I mean, last year they start, they, so the year before last, they went all the way to the divisional game. Um, last year, they started the season one and five for they shot themselves in the foot consistently and lost to bad teams as well. Then they came back somewhat in the second half of the year that kept Zimmer with his job. And they're just a team who promised so much and deliver nothing. They, they wind me up so much and I've had it with them. I'm done because they lose to really bad teams consistently. They're a nothing team. They're never going to be picking good enough in the. Uh, never going to be picking well enough in the draft to get someone who's going to change them. When when was the last time you looked at a Vikings draft and said, "God, they they've done well there." They picked up Jefferson the year before, but other than that, not a lot. 
And this year, um, again... And Jefferson's not really done much this year, to be honest. Is <laughs> I, we, we are only a couple of games. I see I see what you are saying, but that's because he's been double-teamed now. And, we're, and the guy that's seen the benefit of that is Adam Thielen. Thielen's looking better this year because he's no longer getting the double-team. Uh, but they're a team that should be... They're a team that should have success and they should be being successful, bearing in mind that they're in a division with the Bears and the Lions who are flawed in everything that they do seemingly. And they don't. If they, if they were in a half-decent division, if they were in the AFC West, they would suck. You know, they, they're given all of the advantages and they're continually blowing themselves up. They were 7-9 and nine last year. They're better than a 7-9 and nine team. The Broncos were 7-9 and nine last year. But their quarterbacks. The thing, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think a lot of it with the Vikings is they've got pieces. The problem is they just don't quite all gel together. So you know, for example, like the first half, they're not putting together full games, and they haven't done for a while. So first half yesterday, up until like the last five minutes of the half, they were actually creaming the Cardinals. Cardinals didn't know what to do. Then they let them let them back into it. And then at the end, you know, the offense comes alive for the Vikings and they've actually got the Cardinals on the ropes and the Cardinals are lucky to get away with the win. But they just don't seem to be able to put the phases together all at the same time to actually create a perfect storm where, you know, you're going to win the game and you're going to win it comfortably. Right, two things quickly. First of all, I was right. Rondell Moore's from Purdue. Purdue. Yeah. Purdue. Purdue. Uh, and secondly, I think this really did showcase how good Kyler Murray is as a scrambling quarterback who will okay. keep his eyes downfield. He won't, he won't just head down and run for the first down marker. He is still looking for the pass. And that touchdown he did to Rondell Moore when Rondell Moore was completely wide open uh, just yeah. showcased how good Kyler is at feeling pressure in the pocket, not getting sacked straight away like he was in his first season when the O-line was absolute trash. So they've helped him out. And he's got so many weapons now that he can keep his head up. He can look downfield. And he's so accurate, he can get those strikes in there. So I'm really excited to see uh, Kyler Murray moving forward as one um, of the kind of future stars in, in the league. So. And Kyler Murray might just throw the tightest spiral in all of the NFL. Yeah, I mean, beautiful. seriously, it's unbelievable. It every, is a thing of beauty, I'll give you every that. single. But I, I said this time last year, is my favourite quarterback to watch. Not my favourite quarterback. I may have to revisit that soon. But he's my favourite quarterback to watch just because... He's so dynamic in the way that in everything, every play is a highlight reel at the moment. And you're right; yeah. he has to be one of those front runners to be, um, to be MVP. But it, it's, I mean, it's we're very early in the season. It is early in the season, but you can only go off their current body of work, and at the moment, they're killing it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, right, let's move on then, boys. So the game that I found most interesting this week was the NFC South match between the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints in Charlotte. The Saints come off a massive win against the Packers where Jameis Winston looked like a 30-touchdown QB. The Panthers had to make him look like a 30-interception QB, and they managed it. Jameis had completed only 50% of his throws for 111 yards, two interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 22. He did manage to be the Saints' top runner, though, with 19 yards and a rushing touchdown, which also means it wasn't a good day for the Saints' biggest weapon, Alvin Kamara. Kamara was held to just 30 scrimmage yards as the Panthers showed up on defense. The Saints only converted two of 11 third downs, and failed both attempts at converting on fourth down. They also committed 115 yards of penalties on a massive come-down game. The Panthers, on the other hand, looked extremely solid. By half-time, I knew I'd watch Sam Darnold's best performance in the NFL. He still had 30 minutes left to play. Head coach Matt Rule <laughs> is making it easy for Sam Darnold, who needs it after being shell-shocked with the Jets. I mean, I was seeing slants, shallow crosses frequently that Darnold was able to convert, and he finished the game with over 300 yards passing and two touchdowns. The one interception was an example of his old hero ball antics in New York. Jameis, however, is still playing it and paying the price. And then first round rookie pick JC Horn got his first pick in the NFL. Justin Burris got the other that Jameis offered up. The final score in this one was Carolina 26, New Orleans 7. If anyone wants to know what was wrong, what's wrong with Jameis Winston, go back and have a look at the interception where JC Horn um, grabbed hold of it. Number one, it's the equivalent of an open goal. It's the easiest interception he will have in his entire career. Mm -hmm. I don't care if he plays for 30 years, he will not get an easier interception. <laughs> if you look at the way that Jameis gets out, gets out into, I want to call it the open, it's as open as Jameis got in the entire game. And it was almost like, you know when you go to the fun fair and you get a hammer, and you yeah. hit that thing which measures how strong you are. And you proper get your head out of the way and just swing with everything. You That's what the throw was. It was, you know, head wasn't straight. 
eyes were all over the shop and he just gunned it down there in the hope that it would find someone and it's exactly the same way as he was in in uh, when he was in tampa bay and to sum up their sum up the saints performance you mentioned they got 150 in penalty yards the saints only got 128 total offensive yards yeah so you know that's like a team scoring 100 in cricket and 52 of them are extras that's basically you know it's a joke they only got six first downs the entire game i don't remember seeing the saints that bad well i do it was before drew Brees. the saints yeah, well, are who we thought welcome. they were at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. this game pretty much plateaus out last week we all turned around and went what the hell happened there <laughs> you know because they actually played this is the saints that i expected to see this season the thing yeah. is, it might turn out to be a good thing because I I don't care if the Saints are middle of the road. I'm I'm not massive. They're not a team I'm particularly fond fan. of. Yeah, I don't like them. I don't dislike. There's certain teams I am fond of, and the Saints just sit down bang in the middle. I don't care. I want them to be boom or bust. I want them to get 128 scrimmage yards or 590 scrimmage yards because I, I have zero emotional attachment to them whatsoever. I don't wish them ill. I don't wish them well. He's just They're just another team to me. So I want them to be boom or bust. So long live the Saints as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the reason I picked it, I mean, this game is a real indicator of what I expected these teams to be this year. Carolina on their slow but steady progression, uh, back to being a proper contender in the NFC and the Saints with their chickens coming home after failing to find a real replacement for Drew Brees. Um, Alvin Kamara still have a good season but he was also their most targeted receiver so if I were a Saints fan I'd be concerned about a passing of the baton between those two teams in NFC South um, final standings because I think it's it's coming Yeah and I think we probably predicted that as well mostly Well some of us did um, Well some of us did, some of us didn't <laughs> We'll see when it, when it all shakes out won't we Yeah but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's. Right. It, I, th- I think it's just one of those games isn't it where it kind of ratifies what we were saying in the predictions uh, pod. If you want to go back and listen to that, mm. the you know the Saints are nowhere near what they were, and even with Kamara and Michael Thomas coming back and so on and so forth, it's just it, without Drew Brees, just not going to be the same team. No. Um, and with that one, then Dave, it's your turn for game of the week. Um, so my game of the week, well, this is uh, a Three Musketeers podcast. And <laughs> how can we possibly leave without discussing when two of our teams go head-to-head? Now, Absolutely. If my team go head-to-head. We can easily, we, easily not discuss it. Bron- Broncos, Raiders play each other twice a year. And normally, well, lately, it's been a drop-in, to be perfectly honest, especially last year. So, But the exciting thing is when the Steelers come up against the Raiders uh, or when the Steelers come up against the Broncos, because obviously that's my team. Mm. Now, Steelers play Broncos later in the year. And when the Broncos get absolutely murdered, we will gloss over that game. But for now, <laughs> we'll talk about the Steelers-Raiders. So uh, anyone who doesn't know, Raiders triumph 26-17. Um, Roethlisberger had a paltry 295 yards uh, 27 completions on 40 attempts you're still making Roethlisberger throw it 40 times in the game which astounds me um, less than 40 uh, total running yards uh, rushing yards for the Steelers um, continuing to have the Steelers paltry uh, ability on the ground so that Steelers can't rush the ball what's the name uh, Raiders Two, uh, 382 yards for Carr, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Great performance. Not a lot on the ground either for the Raiders. Um, this was a massive uh, sort of attritional battle that was going backwards and forwards for some time. I kind of just want to turn it over to you guys because you two obviously had the most stake in the game. So uh, rather than listening to me prattle on for ages, they're just sort of the headline stats. Let's discuss. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no discussion to be had. Um, basically, you know, the Steelers are trash. They're, they're, they're exactly what we thought they were going into the season. Their O-line can't protect anyone. They can't move anyone out of the way for the running game. Ben's just a shadow of his former self. Um, yeah, you can throw the odd long bomb and all the rest of it, but it's just not going to win you games doing that. Um, I have to say the Raiders' D really impressed me in this game. Um, they're starting to look like they believe. So Gus Bradley has obviously got them. They're playing this kind of three safety set 
um, and it, it 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 seems to be working. It's very strange to watch, but it's it it does seem to be working. Um, Broncos have done that quite a few times, and it's something that we didn't, especially against the Chiefs. It's just a standard nickel, but instead of an extra corner, you bring in a safety. So I think it's something that most of the AFC West have tried to do in order to stop really stop Mahomes, really. Yeah, I mean, we 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 used. To, I mean, obviously, we played stand nickel with the corners and so on and so forth. But we've never really had, let's say, enough first team safeties to be able to do it. Um, whereas now, now we have. But I mean, the the most impressive thing for me in this game was Derek Carr. Now, you know, no Josh Jacobs, so Kenyon Drake is your starting running back, and you know, all respect to Kenyon Drake, he's not going to get you. 120 yards and two He's not touchdowns on the 10 ground. Yards. He got you nine <laughs> yards on seven carries. <laughs> exactly. So, he done, so you know what? If if he'd have done if he'd have done nine quarterback sneak, uh, seven quarterback sneaks, he'd have got more than nine yards. Exactly. So <laughs> so the vaunted Steelers defense, you know, couldn't handle a one-dimensional Raiders offense. And you know, you guys were all telling me at the start of the season that our receiver core wasn't going to do anything. It wasn't that good, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, I'm sorry, but if you stick Derek Carr in there, who I have to say is in that conversation along with Kyler Murray at the minute, he may not be as visually dynamic and and you know running around like a lunatic creating time, but decision making wise, and actually the yards he's putting up. That's over 800 and something yards that he's got in two games, plus four or five touchdowns. So, you know, he he has got to be at the moment in that conversation for for early season MVP. Um, well, he does. He just does. Because oh, you can't... I'm not listening Derek to you. Derek Carr. Derek Carr? So, so, oh, you David so, Carr in disguise. Not even David Carr sticking him in for MVP. Would you please get over yourself? This is ridiculous. You, so, Why are you so, hopping so, over there? So first, first, first what is going the season, on? we're playing the Ravens defence and the Steelers defence, and oh, he's picked them both Jesus. up. Yeah, congratulations. You beat Lamar, Lamar Jackson's running, and you beat us without... TJ Watt for a half when he was smashing your pieces. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't see the Chiefs beating you know the Ravens, what? and no. I haven't seen you do anything at all. Well, so, okay, we, know, we, got, we beat the Bills in the first just game of the when... season in Buffalo. What are you talking about? Well done. They got well to the FC Championship game. The Ravens did not. Well, I just so you've mentioned Parank about the Steelers' defense. Now I know that there was some injuries. I know what came out of it. Uh, came out of the game. Was yeah, there we any had other no Joe well? Hayden before the game started. We had no Devin Bush before the game started either. But but okay. you keep telling me how deep your defense is, and, you really. know how how exactly. great that defense is, and how there's there's no weakness on that defense, and yet there very obviously is, because as soon as you take TJ Watt and Hayden out of there, that's it. It's all falling apart. You still got Minka Fitzpatrick in there. What was he doing? Absolutely nothing, because was... Carl's picking you apart. You you no, weren't even in the same. Apart. It was a it was a three point game. Twenty six seventeen. It was a three point game. Three point game. It was a punk. It was a three point game, right? Until Derek Carr did something he has never done in his life, and that's throw a ball more than twenty yards in the air. And Henry Ruggs caught <laughs> it because everyone was so shocked that Derek Carr had the balls to even try it, and it paid off. Well, that considering considering he's win, he considering tacked on another few points then to make it a larger score. It's line. not tacked on another few points amount. at the end, is it? Because actually, if you actually court. sat down and watched a Raiders game, you'd see that that's what Carr did last week as well against the Ravens. He was going deep a lot of the time. That's what he did to beat the Chiefs last season. You you guys just just seem to have this blinker when it comes to the Raiders of the of oh, they haven't won lots, so they must be trash. You just don't watch the games, do you? You do. I watch the Raiders. <laughs> We do watch it, just fall asleep watching them, you know. They're so well, you don't. It's it. Well, it's not one dimensional, is it? Because it's it's got enough dimensions to beat you lot. Congratulations, you got us on an off day. On off on day, we. From a neutral's perspective, um, the way that I'd I would look at this, and my opinion probably doesn't mean squat here, but um, first day, first game of the season, the Raiders beat uh, the Ravens. Now, the Ravens have 16 players currently out, designated as out or on IR, and a lot of those are in the secondary. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers really exploited that. Uh, sorry, the Raiders really exploited that. There's no way around it. You you exploited it 
perfectly. Which is uh, what you're supposed to do. I, I have no <laughs> issues with that. If, if a team, if you're coming up against a team who has injuries, you target that agent. If, if a boxer's coming up against someone who's got a cut above his eye, you jab the cut. That's what you do. There's no reason not to. You don't let a team off. So you've beaten two teams who have had injury troubles. But do you know what? You're two and oh. Fair play. That's the way I look at it. Now, with the Steelers, the Steelers beat... Uh, the Bills and the Bills. I don't want to say the Bills let you off the hook because they didn't. Because you came in and won the game, but it was a it was a bit closer than saying you beat them. You won that match. I wouldn't say you necessarily beat the Bills, but you won that match. This may may just have been an off day, but for me, there has to be concerns. If I'm a Steelers fan, your inability to run the ball is consistent, and it's it's got to be worrying. The Steelers have only won one of the last five against the Raiders, so I'm. Is you know is there a bit of a bogey team thing in there? But the Steelers are 32nd in rushing so far in 2021. It's only been two games. You were last in 2020, and you were third last in 2019. Oh, and by the way, 31st, second last in 2018. Steelers can't run the ball and haven't been able to run the ball in quite some time. On the flip side of that, Najee Harris looks great, although there is a possibility he's going to be in prison for that attempted murder push on uh, Jonathan Abraham, Abraham, which, yeah, yeah. by the way, wow. Um, but and I just thought... Was, divers, well, he got over 80 yards total in the game, so he was catching the ball as well as running it. He was, but I want him to run the ball. I'm, I, if he catches a slant round and gets 15 yards, great, but I want him to run the ball, and that's the reason he's been brought in. The other issue is is in terms of wide receivers. Now, you, I don't think you've had a one thousand yard wide receiver since twenty eighteen, and that was Juju's first year. And other than that, you've gone numerous times prior to that. Close with Claypool but last year. It was close with Claypool. But he still wasn't over a thousand yards. And in terms of rushes, you haven't had a thousand. You've only had, I think, three thousand yard rushes in the past ten seasons. So it, there are obviously concerns for the Steelers, but I would say the Raiders played against the team with injuries and did very, very well. And there are issues for the Steelers, which they must address, but I'm sure they will. Just coming back on that then. So yes, I agree with you. And, you know, I respect the fact that Steelers had some injuries on defense, but you've taken away the entire Raiders running game and three fifths of their offensive line. And they've still gone in there and beaten them on a short week and flying west to east. It, it, you know, you have to at some point just start giving the Raiders some credit for being a decent football team. I mean, I've just sat here and given you credit for exploiting weaknesses that you come up against. So I'm, I'm 99% sure that that wasn't aimed at me. I'm, I'm, I'm 99.9% certain that wasn't aimed at you. All right. <laughs> there, you, you, have, you have it out of me. You played well. All right. Congratulations. Thank you. You got the win. Just right. for the record. Just, just for the record. Opponents, all right. It happens. Only... Only the Broncos and the Raiders are the only teams in the AFC that have got a hundred percent record. Now, absolutely. Well, we need we need to get a big old gap on those Chiefs before they start playing, don't we? So. Yeah. <laughs> you could have had a hundred monkeys on a hundred typewriters typing out results, and no one would have come up with the Broncos and the Raiders. That will end this week for the Raiders for reasons that we will discuss <laughs> shortly. Um, and mm. the Broncos will the Broncos will be the only team in the AFC with a 100% record next week because wow. we have the Jets. <laughs> because we have the Jets. Well, you know, sounds smells like a trap game for the Broncos to me. Sure. It does, yeah. Um, don't even joke about that, man. That's not even funny. It's a trap. <laughs> okay, so those were our, those were our games of the week in uh, yeah, varying order. Um, let's move on. Let's just go through the rundown of the other games that happened because obviously there were other games. We start back on Thursday night. I've seen worse first catches for your new team than Ricky Seals-Jones picking a beautiful pass from Washington's backup QB, Taylor Heineke. With just under five minutes left, the Giants still could have won the game, but 2019's other first-round pick for the Giants, Dexter Lawrence, jumped offside to give Dustin Hopkins another shot at hitting the game-winning field goal. Final score in DC was Washington 30, Giants 29. It wasn't offside. I saw a video online. No, I genuinely wasn't. I saw a video online that slowed it down. It was super zoomed up. He wasn't offside. Genuinely, he wasn't. Definitely. No, I think think it's bad officiating. Call the National Guard. The the fact (laughs) is, he wasn't offside. I mean, yeah, it is what it is, you know. Uh, The football team deserve to win the game the Giants didn't so I don't care what the score was it was the right outcome in the end anyone popping champagne about Cleveland's season need to have another look at how easy it was for the Texans to move the ball down the field Tyro Taylor was out to beat his old team before an injury gave the Browns the edge rookie Davis Mills kept it close until a final touchdown by Nick Chubb put the game beyond reach the final score there was the Browns 31 
Texans 21. I have two things to say on this game. Number one, Andy Janovich, touchdown. My hero. I love him. Second thing, pop quiz. Um, you're in opposition territory. You run it on third down and the flag goes up and they offer you third and 10 or fourth and two. What do you take as a head coach? Do you take third and 10 replay or do you go for fourth and two? Whereabouts on the field am I? Uh, not in field goal range. So in my own half? Yeah, well, third you're around ten. about halfway. I'd probably take go fourth for third and, and ten again. Two. Okay. Let's say there's a split there. I'm, I'm easy either way. Well, go for fourth down or go for third, whatever you want. If I'm Cleveland, I've got a running game. So I'm, you know, no, I'm this trusting is, my running this is, game. This is the Texans. The Texans have it. So the Texans, oh, the Texans. Either, either take uh, a third and ten or fourth and ten or fourth and two. Texans decided to take the fourth and two. Do you know what they then did? They punted. They punted on fourth and two. <laughs> Maybe this wasn't Bill O'Brien's fault in the first place. I mean, that forget about everything else. That tells you everything you need to know about the Texans. They're a joke. But it's nice that Philip Lindsay got a touchdown. <laughs> On to Indianapolis, where Cooper Cup may have had a day with 163 yards receiving and two touchdowns. But don't forget Michael Pittman on the other side managed 123 yards from Carson Wentz as the Rams were unable to keep the Colts' offense down. That is until Wentz sat out the final two drives with an ankle injury. The final score in Indianapolis was the Rams 27, Colts 24. Two ankles. Only Carson Wentz on the second week of the season could sprain both ankles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Left and then right. Quite impressive. It is impressive. <laughs> it is impressive. Um, the Colts had numerous op- opportunities to uh, to punch it in. At one point, they had uh, first and goal, and from about the four, and ended up on the seventeen because there was there was a massive sack, um, and there was numerous opportunities for the Colts. And it just looks as though Wentz is carrying on exactly where he left off in Philadelphia. We got a blowout, boys. Buffalo treated the Dolphins like a fold-away table on Sunday with a revenge game after their Week One loss at home. Zach Moss got a couple of touchdowns on the ground, but it was always going to be a struggle for the Finns after Tua went out with a rib injury early in the game and was replaced by Jacoby Brissett. The final score in this one was the Bills 35, Dolphins zip. Nada. I mean, what, what nothing. Need to say about Yeah, I mean, it's quite, quite how they folded so easily. I don't know, but yeah, it's. I mean, if this was a boxing match, it would have been stopped at the end of the first round because it was mm. it was done. Even even Paddy Power paid out. They don't have an early payout on the NFL, but they paid out on this game after the first <laughs> half. That told you everything you needed to know. I was like, wow, okay. I mean, they were lucky it was only thirty five. I think the Bills took pity in the end. And they weren't uh, they weren't going for it as much as other teams might have. I think if this was um, the Brady led Patriots, they'd have really run it up on them. It's not the first time the Bills have really stuck it to the Finns at home, so. Yeah, they're probably sick of the sight of them. Uh, it continues to be a big struggle for second overall draft pick Zach Wilson, who threw interceptions on his second and third pass attempts. He ended up with four interceptions on the day, but the Patriots were only up by 10 at half time. Mac Jones was efficient but uninspiring as he completed 22 passes, but only got 186 yards and no touchdowns. The final score in New Jersey was the Patriots 25, Jets 6. The only thing I want to say is, in our predictions, Jim, you had the Patriots uh, winning eight games and the Jets winning nine games. I did, yeah. Good call. Yeah. Well, all right. That was the best case scenario <laughs> for the Jets, all right? That was assuming that Zach Wilson and the Lions hey, would work out and they're, they're not working out at the hey, moment. Man. They I'm, still might. They still, still a long might. season. These Who are knows? rookies. You can't say one's a bust and one's not, you know. I never said that. You're literally putting words into my mouth. If I have the in final trouble, records... If I'm if I'm ever in trouble, I'm getting you as my barrister because you will destroy whoever it is. <laughs> By the end of it, you'll have the person, you'll have the witness on the stand admitting to shit that they didn't do. <laughs> oi, oi, oi. All right, next one. Another title and predicted win for the 49ers, who this time were in Philly. Jimmy Garoppolo continues to get the nod over rookie Trey Lance. Both QBs ended up with basically the same passing yards, but Jalen had over 60 yards more rushing. Both rushed in a score, but the TD grabbed by rookie Jawan Jennings was the difference in this one, as the Niners get away with the win, 17 to 11. Yeah, unsurprisingly, this one didn't show up too much on red zone. <laughs> no, it was 17 yes, But Jennings still looking pretty good, though. I know they lost, but they were expected to lose to the Niners, and they kept it relatively close. He completed 12 of 23. Did they, or, did, were, the four, or were the Niners just not very good? I, I'm not sure how much of it was the Eagles and how much of it was the Niners, to be honest. Well... They're going to have to give it over to Trey eventually. 
Uh, we've yeah, been right. through the Las Vegas Pittsburgh game. We've been through the Carolina New Orleans game. So after that, then ah, almost exactly a year after suffering that knee injury, Cortland Sutton was back and productive as ever to help the Broncos move mm. past the Jags. Despite a touchdown on their first drive to Marvin Jones, the Jags couldn't keep up as the game wore on. Kareem Jackson and future defensive rookie of the year Pat Satan got picks and touchdowns for the tight ends Tim Patrick and Noah Fant made the final score the Broncos 23, Jaguars 13. Dave? I mean, I'm sure no one wants to hear me bang on too much. We, no. We beat a bad team. The officiating in this game was crap. It really was. Wasn't just this game. There's, oh. there's this. Uh, it's yeah. What this week there has been some terrible officiating. The offside calls you mentioned earlier. There was a couple in the Bucks game that were never offsides. There was Julio Jones's touchdown for the Titans. There's just been a whole load of really strange calls this weekend. And that's I, but there's nothing. I mean, Teddy Two Gloves, twenty six of thirty four. It, it's amazing what happens when you when you uh, let an adult drive, isn't it? But, is that um, an official nickname now, Teddy Two Gloves? Or it's because he wears two gloves. That's just his well, nickname. Obviously, but... just what everyone's calling him, Teddy Two Gloves. Um, it just seems to stick. No, I, it, the thing is, I'm not going to bang on too much about it because the Jags are awful. Um, Trevor Lawrence though missed ten consecutive passes, and I just want to say for the record, they weren't all difficult passes either. Now he's a very talented guy, but. Christ, he needs some help. He really does. Because that Jags team is not good. They've got some good individuals, but they have got some big old holes in that roster. I like his, his presence in the pocket, though. He seems to, just seems to feel the uh, the pressure and move accordingly, for the most part. Yeah, but he moves straight into the arms of a guy coming in the no, other direction. No, he doesn't. Okay, you have no, one no, with a back not, Well done. That's not against him. That's, that's because their offensive line is so poor, he gets attacked from both sides. Mm. The amount of times he was taking nine-step drops, because that's the only thing he could do. I'm not joking. They are rubbish. They are rubbish they really are the Jags have got big issues um but I mean we knew that they weren't going to be great anyway so it's kind of what we expected as I said the Broncos are 2-0 it's great that we are but I'm I'm not getting carried away we've got the Jets next I'm hoping we go 3-0 and it's not like you've beaten the Ravens and the Steelers in your first two games we got we got the Ravens the week after the Jets so let's see (laughs) <laughs> All right, on to the evening games. Punk's already talked about the uh, the Vikings and Cardinals. So on to the next one there. Matt Ryan threw more picks than touchdowns. Tom Brady threw five in the game, including two to Gronk and two to Mike Evans. And this NFC South divisional game was never really in doubt. Ryan throwing two pick sixes to Mike Edwards didn't help the Falcons' cause as they continue to struggle for an identity on offense or defense. Tampa took this one. Buccaneers 48, Falcons 25. And any any words on that one, guys? Just weren't any surprises, were they? You know, no. the Falcons scored a few points because they've got Matt Ryan. I did, I did like Kyle Pitts. I saw they've got Matt Ryan this game. And, well, no, he's a decent quarterback that will throw the ball to Calvin Ridley, and you know, Pitts looked fairly decent, so they will the score a few points. The Falcons this game, yeah, you see. But you know, this is, they're this never is. going to be. They're not good enough on defense or anywhere else in the team to be able to beat a team like the Bucks. No, so, this is a know. really good team beating a really bad team. And I, I don't want to stand like and I told you so, but the Falcons are exactly what I thought they were. They're crap on defense and okay on offense. They should have drafted defensively. Next game, then, and Chargers head coach Brandon Staley nailed it when he said this one looked like a preseason game. Dallas got out to an early lead on the ground with rushing touchdowns for Zeke and Tony Pollard. The Chargers started to claw it back with a Mike Williams touchdown, but penalties struck off two others for LA. Greg Zerline was on point this week and hit the 56-yard game winner to make the final score. Cowboys 20, Chargers 17. I think Cowboys played this brilliantly. I think they really did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, as you mentioned, numerous touchdowns ruled off. The officiating was crap as well, really bad. But Cowboys did exactly what they needed to. It was Dak and Dunk. See what I did there. Um, and yeah, it was 23 of 27. And it was just keep it short, keep it going. Uh, I mean, good run game from uh, the Cowboys consistently. And they they did exactly what they needed to, but it was dull and boring. It, it wasn't as we're used to seeing with the Cowboys, this explosive offense. Um, but it was different and they won in a different way. In the last 17 games where they've scored less than 30 points, guess how many of those games the Cowboys have won in the last 17 games where they've scored below 30? Guess how many they've won? Two. Zero. (laughs) Nothing. Nada. Squat. Mm. So it's good that they won this way. It's a big positive. But, I mean, 
here's something that you never thought I'd, you'd hear me say. Charge a shit at the bed. Who knew? It's <laughs> what they do, right? It's consistent. I'm loving it. There you go. Okay, if you like good defence, you might want to press mute for the next 20 seconds because the game between the Titans and the Seahawks wasn't one for the defensive purists. Tennessee won this one with a Randy Bullock field goal in overtime, but the yards given up, over 900 yards total. Julio Jones got 128 yards on six catches. Tyler Lockett got 178 yards and a touchdown on eight catches. Derek Henry got 237 scrimmage yards and three touchdowns. Ryan Tannehill somehow managed to get 347 yards passing, but didn't get a touchdown. He won't care. The final score in Seattle was the Titans 33, Seahawks 30. I mean, almost a kilometre in offensive yards in one game. <laughs> in fact, I, I, I did watch a bit of this game and um, I, the only good defensive play I think I saw was Bobby Wagner. I was going to say Wagner when smashing he... Tannehill into next week. He did, a, he did a similar thing. He was one-on-one with Derek Henry because at, at the start of the game, I think in the first quarter, Henry was like four rushes for seven yards or something like that. Derek um, Henry, yeah. second half run. Oh man, honestly, it was it was ridiculous. But both teams, weirdly, got 320 passing yards. Both teams bang on that amount. Um, rushing yards, though, Seattle, 77. Tennessee, 212 rushing yards. I mean, it is just unbelievable. It really is. But I'm still not convinced by either of these two teams. I think ultimately when, you know, when the newness wears off, Seattle have got Russell Wilson and the Titans don't. Sunday night's game saw the Ravens finally beat the Chiefs by one point to give Mahomes his first September loss in the NFL. Lamar again had to rely on his legs to run in two touchdowns. He threw one, but also got picked twice, including a pick six by Tyron Matthew. This game was set up for another Chiefs win until Clyde was hilaire coughed up the ball and the Baltimore defence pounced on it. The final score in Maryland, Ravens 36, Chiefs 35. It's quite a good game, this one. You felt that neither defence really had a handle on the offences, kind of similar to the Seahawks-Titans, just not as chaotic. There were series and plays where defences would step up. Um, I think the Ravens actually did quite well, not falling massively behind uh, early when... Jackson did throw those picks. Um, but yeah, I mean, bar, bar that fumble at the end, you think that actually the Chiefs probably would have won that game. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it, it was exactly what you would expect from the Chiefs and the Ravens, to be honest. The yeah. Chiefs would win that, would have won that game if they had a run game, which they still don't. This is true. Um, it's embarrassing the fact that they don't have a run game. It's, it's, and the thing is, they've gone out and really spent capital on that run game and still, still have nothing. But, I mean, they've got Patrick Mahomes, so what do you want? Having said that, they have also plugged in an entirely new offensive line. So, mm. you know, it may well Patriot just be a, a betting I'm, in period. I'm not, I'm not just talking about these last two weeks. I'm talking about the last season and a half. They, you know, la- their run game last year was a joke. Which is why they've and, gone out and bought a whole new offensive line. So, you know, yeah, let's, that's let's what I mean. see they what have happens. To get it, they yeah. have to get it going. They, they have to. But their offensive line at the moment... Is some of it sitting on designated as out and IR? That's that's the problem. And finally, to the Monday night game where shockingly the Packers beat the Lions in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams looking more like 2020 with Adams getting 121 yards receiving and Rodgers throwing four touchdowns to zero interceptions. Aaron Jones scored four touchdowns on the night as the Lions wilted after halftime. Goff looked truly lost as well with the final score Packers 35. Line 17. I'm annoyed at Aaron Rodgers that he didn't throw a touchdown to Devontae Adams. Cost, <laughs> cost, cost me some money <laughs> on my touchdown score a bet. That was the last yeah. one I needed to come in. And, you know, I figured Devontae Adams versus Lions, he's bound to get one, isn't he? Ended up with 130 odd yards receiving, but no touchdown. So thanks for that, Aaron. <laughs> I had uh, old Bob Tonyan to get a touchdown. It would me about. I'm not going to be honest, it won me about £4.20. So, uh, score, we're moving into a new house soon. Profit <laughs> is profit. Yeah. Yeah, there was, there was the games. So, let's move on and talk about the picks, because we've got to wrap this thing up. Let's just go through the ones that we got wrong for week two. Um, so, Punk, yourself, and Tom, who was picking for the people in week two. Thanks very much, Tom. Picked the Giants to uh, beat Washington. That was wrong. Um, Punk, you and I picked the Bengals to win. They didn't. Uh, Tom picked the Texans to win quite bravely against the Browns. That didn't come in. I picked the Jets to beat the Patriots. Well, you know, it is what it is. Uh, The three of us picked the Steelers to beat the Raiders. Only Tom picked the Raiders, and so uh, Tom got the point back there. 
Punk and Tom picked the Saints Glad. to beat the Panthers. Tom also picked the Vikings to beat the Cardinals. Well, that was a, a close one in the end. Uh, Punk, you and I picked the Chargers to win against Dallas, and that didn't come through. Uh, everyone but myself picked uh, the uh, Seattle Seahawks, so I got the point there. We all thought the Chiefs would beat the Ravens, but they didn't. Um, Dave, you thought the Lions were going to win against the Packers. so Yeah, but I, um, I said that was my rogue pick, and I didn't think it was actually going to happen. I need to stop doing those stupid bets, because I, I got the most that? this week. Um, despite that, the I got the most awards in this game. <laughs> <laughs> despite that, the final scores were that Dave, you got twelve and four, I got eleven and five, yeah. Punk and Tom got ten and six. So uh, yeah, now it's myself and Dave at the start, at the top of the leaderboard. All double figures. Yeah, yeah, top of the leaderboard on PlayAction. On PlayActionPools.com. That's PlayActionPools.com. I don't know why I did that. Yeah, if I hadn't have done that, then I would have been outright leader. But hey. We all have moments of stupidness. It's week Someone two of a seventeen-week season. Chill out, no. you know. <laughs> no, there there'll be one week where you go five and five no, and twelve, won't. or something something ridiculous. No, uh, no, but these momentary lapses of concentration and stupidity are regular occurrences. That's the main problem. <laughs> yeah, I just exactly. Need to pull yeah. myself out of them. That's the issue. If you are going to use PlayActionPools.com, guys, remember to use the the code TFD on the coupon bit to get yourself ten percent off. Uh, you can still set up other leagues in there, not just NFL, but also college and basketball. That season's starting soon. Let's move on to week three then, guys. So we're going to go through the picks. This week's uh, champion for the people is Connor, who is a Giants fan. Ooh, he likes Giants me a lot. Fan. I just yeah, I told him, don't shoot the messenger when he had a go at me. But um, yeah, he's putting the picks for us for this week. So we're going to start with Thursday night, and that is the Carolina Panthers at the Houston Texans. Has anyone gone for Houston? Let's put it this way. No. No. No one's gone. Okay. No one's gone for Not Houston. Not even in the slightest. <laughs> so <laughs> clean sweep on that one. Um, we're thinking that Davis Mills is going to be starting that game because Tarod is probably not going to be fit. He's done his hamstring, hasn't he? Yeah. No, that's the last I heard. I'm not sure who's going to start, but but it's certainly not going to be Tarod Taylor. So yeah. the, the Panthers are going to feast, put it that way. The Panthers mm. D are going to have a wonderful time on Thursday on a short week. Yeah, so Terod Taylor is not is classified as out because of his hamstrings out for Thursday's game, um, but he's not been placed on IR, so they don't think it's a torn um, hamstring. They're hoping it's going to be a couple of weeks or so. So mm-hmm. they haven't formally put him on IR. He's just classified as out for now. They yeah. need to hope he misses as few games as possible because he's been a real bright spot for them so far this season. They've got one other quarterback in the building, but uh, whether they can use him or not is open to interpretation. So, who knows? <laughs> uh, let's, so, on to Sunday then. Let's go for the Washington football team at the Buffalo Bills. Ooh. Buffalo. I'm, doing this on the, I'm doing this on the fly, so you'll hear a lot of, ooh, ow. I don't even know what the fixtures are. Uh, yeah, I'm agreeing. I'm going with Buffalo. The uh, Washington football team's uh, defence at the moment has been uh, one of the major disappointments so far this season. I was expecting big things, and it's just not really happened. Uh, especially against that Giants offensive line, which, I'm going to be honest, is crap. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bills. Right, everyone's gone for the Bills, then. Uh, next up is the Chicago Bears at the Cleveland Browns. I mean, I'm going Browns. You have to go Browns. Browns. Yeah. Everyone's gone Browns. <laughs> yeah, nah. I'm seeing a pattern emerging here, boys. Do you know what? We... I reckon there's going to be this week. What, you mean we're like picking the good this team? Week, yeah. Is... yeah this, this week is going to be a good week for accumulators by the sound of it. <laughs> yeah. Just accumulators that win you about £4.50 rather than yeah. 45 quid. Absolutely. Mm. Profit's profit. The Absolutely. Baltimore Ravens are at the Detroit Lions. Ravens at Lions. I'm not doing it again. I'm going Ravens. I'm not doing it again. Yeah, birds. I hope the Lions win. Yeah, but we're all saying Ravens. Okay. The Indianapolis Colts are at the Tennessee Titans. So AFC South matchup here. Maybe Jacob Eason starting for the Colts if uh, Carson Wentz can't get an ankle unsprained. I mean... Titans for me. I don't care who's starting for the Colts. I'm going Titans all day long. (laughs) They could have Joe Montana reconnated and I'd still go Titans. Yeah, okay. 
Everyone's gone Titans, so that's a clean sweep so far. <laughs> Next up is AFC West fight between the LA Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Both coming up for loss. I mean, Chiefs. everyone's going Chiefs. I'm not. Right? I'm not even going to argue it. It's it's got to be Chiefs, surely. Another sweep for the Chiefs. Yeah. <sighs> the New Orleans Saints at the New England Patriots. Ooh, ooh. I mean, everyone's going Patriots, right? I'm going Pats, yeah. Yeah, everyone's gone, yeah, everyone's gone Patriots. <laughs> Hang on. So far, we've had 28 individual picks. Seven games, 28 yeah. individual picks. And every single one of them is identical. Yeah, it's Guys, one of those weeks, I think. This is great podcasting there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep going, then. Let's keep going. Yeah, right, the, Atlanta Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons at the New York Giants. Ooh. Ooh. That's a more interesting one. Not that interesting. Falcons. Falcons at Giants. I'm going Giants. Yeah. I'm going Giants. I agree. Everyone's gone Giants. (laughs) Are they really? Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's only because the Falcons can't defend. I've watched both games. the Giants. No, I've watched both games of the Giants in full. So far, because they played the Broncos and Pizza on Thursday Night Football. So I've watched them both live. So, and the Giants have moments of inspiration that are momentarily interrupted by stupidity. Whereas mm. the Falcons are just crap that have moments of good. So it's kind of that flip of the coin. So, yeah, I'll go Giants as well. <laughs> 32 straight. The Cincinnati Bengals are at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Bengals. Keep doing it, Dave. No, I'm not doing you know what you said before about your brain. No, I'm going Steelers. I'm going Steelers. Don't listen to my brain. It doesn't know anything. <laughs> He's an idiot. Punk. He's falling asleep. Steelers. <laughs> Everyone's going for Steelers. Yeah, okay. Go on, right? Steelers. <laughs> I was trying to figure out a way of doing the Bengals, but I, you can't. I just couldn't say. Okay. Oh, well, I'm sure we're going to get some differences here because it's the Arizona Cardinals at the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Cardinals. I mean, if you sat Kyler Murray, I think we'd still probably pick the uh, the Cardinals for this game, right? If they started Bill Murray, I'd pick the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you going to call? Come on. So we've all gone Cardinals, right? Yeah, unless uh, unless Punk is formulating his uh, his. No, I'm I'm pretty certain I'm I'm also going Cardinals. Okay, so everyone's going for the Cardinals. All right, so there we go. Good right God. now, it's the New York Jets at the Denver Broncos. Broncos, everyone's gone Broncos. No one is daft enough to troll me this badly, surely. I like a gamble. Punk, should we uh, should we let him know now? I I I really like a gamble sometimes, and I think just for the fun of it, I'm gonna pick the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> I might like a gamble, I'm not stupid. Yeah, I know. Well, that, and it's, it's at Mile High as well. It's our first game yeah, exactly. at Mile High this season. If it if it was in 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 the Meadowlands, I might I might possibly be able to make a case. But the only thing is, and this is the issue that I got that the Broncos' offense is one thing, yada yada. The Broncos' defense is phenomenal in terms of uh, it's almost like a no fly zone 2.0, and the way that Zach Wilson's lobbing the ball with you know no due care and attention with that secondary, it I I don't understand how. The, the Jets can win. I just don't understand how they can win. We'll see. No, I, I don't. Want, I don't want to be too cocky, boys. But right up until this very point, I've still been picking the picks I made before the season started. Mm-hmm. So, and I had this game down as a Jets win. So this is the first time I'm switching my pick from what I did before <laughs> the season started. It's. I mean, I'm if picking you the Broncos. I'm just gonna say, if you, I, I'm not gonna dig on you for that, Jim. If you don't, you're an idiot. Because yeah. I I get the reason for sticking with why what you did at the beginning of the season, but when logic tells you to do the other thing, you end up doing what I did in picking the bloody Lions against the Packers last week. Any given yeah, Sunday, it can be another the team. There, there is a way that it can happen, yeah. but the odds no, I agree. I just I, I don't. Our, our offense is significantly better than theirs, and our defense is better than theirs. So yeah, right. The Miami Dolphins are at the Las Vegas Raiders. Dolphins. Now, I've picked against the Raiders both weeks so far just because we played the Ravens and the Steelers and it's worked. So right. I am also picking the Dolphins. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, the, so Connor and myself have picked the Raiders. Interesting. Now, the reason I've got Dolphins... Now, 
I'm I'm not necessarily saying that I truly actually believe that the Dolphins will win, but lucky pants say no, stick with I, the the system that works. So I I it, it took twelve or sixteen it, games for us to find the difference in picks, boys. But we did it. Yeah. Well, if, if Punk, if you go in zero and sixteen in picks, means that the Raiders win every game. I'm sure you'll take that every single day of the week. Exactly. Now, my, my only my only problem with picking the Dolphins is that at this moment in time, we don't know whether two is playing or not. So, you know, I, I would like res- to reserve the right to change my pick if... No. Well, we told you if, you can't do this. You, it doesn't play. I know. You, you... <laughs> I, yeah, okay. All right, there's I'll sit with the very, Dolphins. There's I'll a very good chance. The there's a very good chance that Derek Carr is out of the week three matchup. Now, no, he's not. What is that? He's listed as questionable. He's had to have an MRI scan on Monday on his ankle. Yeah, and that was just because it was the ankle that got broken and they just wanted to make sure there wasn't any hidden fracture or anything. It, there's there's nothing there. Okay, He'll well, be he's, absolutely fine and ready to go. officially listed as questionable. If, okay, if you're allowed to put in a caveat, so am I. If Derek Carr plays, you will win. If he doesn't, Marcus Mariota is currently sitting on IR, yes, which means that is. your third choice is Nathan Peterman. <laughs> Yes. Now oh, I cannot think of. Yeah, I cannot. That's the reason. That's the reason I've gone for the Dolphins. So Picasso I, with interceptions. I'm oh, I'm ninety seven percent certain Carr's fine and he will play. Okay, if Carr's fine, I will go with the Raiders as well. The only reason I've gone with it is the simple fact that I thought Carr was out and he's listed as questionable. Yeah, yeah, and he will be. Every, every, everyone that's got injured over the weekend and goes for any kind of scan or MRI will be listed on the NFL list as questionable for the next week. There are varying degrees of questionable. Yes, yeah, so, there are. You know, and his specifically says he's had an MRI scan on Monday. I mean, all right, all yes. right, let's move on. Jesus. <laughs> I'm going Raiders then. <laughs> so, so Punk's Have going for the Dolphins. to Raiders. I'm going for the Dolphins and you lot are all going for the Raiders. Yeah. That sounds, sounds we, we, we've slipped in some kind of weird multiverse. You want to join I us think, over here, Monk, instead on this bench? Do you want to join us no, on the bench? I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy on my on your pick Dolphins against bench. them and they'll okay. win it. All yeah, right. All right. Hates <laughs> I like the fish. All right. Change okay. your name to Punk Raider Hater. That's not going to change it. Here's a big one, boys. Here's a big one. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at the LA Rams. Hmm. Buccaneers at the Rams. Yes. Rams were barely good, but were not great. Buccaneers look ridiculously good. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams. Who's home? Sorry. I know you said Rams. Rams are at home. Rams are at home. I am going Rams then. So everyone's gone Rams. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that might be the one where we get some difference. Mm, Obviously not. (laughs) The Seattle Seahawks are at the Minnesota Vikings. Seahawks. Seahawks. Sweep for uh, the Seahawks. So at the moment, we've only <laughs> had one there. difference, and that's Punk picking against his, his own team because he thinks Anything. his team's going to actually Sick. win. Right. So this is another big one, all right? It's the Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers on the Sunday night. Do you know what? I'm going 49ers because they've got some kind of weird sort of mental trip over the Packers. A couple of years ago, the Packers went um, Kaepernick, was it 13, 13 and 3 or something. It was, no, it was after that. Kaepernick before that. And then after that, um, they went 13 and 3 and got mullered, like destroyed. Um, when Nick Bosa, I think, got something like 15 pressures or something in one single game. It was ridiculous. I think They've hurt the Packers many times before. Yeah, I think there's some kind of mental thing going on there. So I watched uh, America's game yesterday. Uh, watched it late last night, and it was the Packers. Uh, sorry, the Bucks win uh, the Super Bowl last year. And the one thing that was mentioned on numerous occasions was how the Bucks had this mental blockage when it came to the Saints, which they lost twice to in the regular season last year. I think it's a similar thing with the Packers. I genuinely, do. I think the Packers have some kind of mental blockage when it comes to the 49ers. Same That's great. I, I still think Garoppolo is a pretty average quarterback, and I, I think rubbish. I think Green Bay are waking up a bit and starting to get things happening. So I'm going the Packers. But I wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers won at all. It wouldn't, oh, it wouldn't surprise me. But this is going to be the only one this Packers. weekend where we're going to get decent odds. This is going, yeah. to, you're well, going to have to put this in your accumulator. Connor's gone for the Packers. I've gone for the 49ers as per my preseason picks. So we've got a 50 50 split there. At last, yeah. last game is the Monday night one, and it is an NFC East matchup between the 
Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. Oh, how much do I not want to watch this? Dallas. Dallas. Everyone's gone Dallas. <laughs> so we we ended the, the, the right way then. <laughs> Anyone who's listening to this for the first time, we don't normally agree. No, no. There's normally the arguments the galore, aren't there, on the picks. Yeah. But... There'll, be, there'll be other weeks when it's much harder to differentiate between the teams. But just, so. There's some buzzsaw games there by the looks of it, but you never know. That's the great thing about the NFL is that Weird, weird things happen. One thing that is going to suck is one of those teams is going to lose and it's going to ruin everyone's accumulator. Yeah, well, your 15-team yeah. accumulator that you've got going on yeah. is going to be destroyed by one team being silly. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully it's the Chiefs, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hope it's That's it. That's it then, guys. Thank you very much for, for tuning in. Uh, we're doing this every week, obviously. Uh, you can check us out at thefinaldown.com. Um, make sure you hit us up on Twitter at Final Down NFL, at Punk underscore Raider, at Denver Dave 30 uh, to talk to us during the, the weekends. We're open for uh, replies and uh, retweets and likes, obviously, if you want to do that. Do you want people yeah. sliding into your DMs, do you, Jim? Uh, only if they're nice and non Raider centric, then that's fine. No, I want to <laughs> fight. Come at me, bro. I want, a, <laughs> I want an argument. We're going to go off and do some more stuff for Patreon. If you want to go and check out what we're doing on there, then go to patreon.com slash final down where you can check out all the extra content that we're pumping out uh, onto that channel there. So please look to do so if you can. We ask for a very small amount, but we offer a lot in return. So better than a charity who give you nothing back. We like to give something back. Charity begins at home, that's what I say. (laughs) Until next week then, guys. I've been Jim. That's been Punk Raider. That's been Denver David. Thank you so much for listening. 